Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com. My guest today is Allison Green, the woman behind Ask a Manager, and author of the book Ask a Manager, How to Navigate Clueless Colleagues, Lunch Stealing Bosses, and the Rest of Your Life at Work, which is out today, you guys. Go, go, go buy it. It is wonderful and hilarious and kind of horrifying, but in that satisfying way. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to have you here. I know that people were very excited about this crossover, about our Aska Aska extravaganza, as I've been calling it. Well, I am so excited to be here today. I'm such a fan of your work. I recently got a stain out of a favorite shirt, thanks to your advice. Yay! What was the stain? Some sort of cooking oil. And I used, is it called Lest Oil? There was something you said to buy and I bought it and it worked. That makes me so happy. I love Lest Oil and I love when things work and I love when stains are removed. I felt like a magician. I couldn't believe it. Yay! That's awesome. That makes me very, very happy. Um, you guys, today we are we are not going to be talking about uh, less soil. We are going to be talking about uh, workplace cleaning conundrums, mostly bad behavior. Um, and so that means that I get to have actually a little bit of a, a break today from being the expert because Allison is really going to be uh, doing the, the, the bulk of the work today in terms of helping us sort out like what to do when people are leaving their boogers on the walls of the office bathroom, which is a real thing that happens. And we're going to talk about it today. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson. All right, we have um, our first question. Um, I am, uh, as I said, because I'm not going to actually be the main expert today, I'm going to be playing co-hosting duty and, and reading all the questions off, which I'm very excited about. Um, so we have a, our first question, um, comes from user AED from Twitter who asks, how do you clean your new desk without looking like an asshole when your coworker was the one who previously sat there in all of its filth? I I loved this question and I definitely had a, I had a, I had a take on it, but I want to hear yours. I honestly think you can just go for it. I mean, I think people know that different people have different standards of cleanliness, but if anyone does comment on it or looks at you strangely while you're cleaning, I think you can make it about you rather than about your filthy coworker. You know, you can make a self-deprecating comment about how you're neurotic about cleaning any new space and you do a full scrub down every time you move to a new house and 
that kind of thing. But really, I don't think it's too weird to be seen doing this. I agree. I had the same reaction, which was basically just just go for it and and put it on you. Just be like, oh, it's just like my new job ritual or like I'm I'm a little germaphobic or whatever. And like I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. I thought it would be helpful um, to give you guys like a quick rundown of um, like the best the best way to clean a desk because they're actually cleaning a desk isn't particularly complicated at all um but there is like an order of operations that um is helpful to know about so i figured i would like just kind of pop that in um and allison maybe you'll be like oh i can like use this in in some future thing um so if you're gonna like clean your clean a new desk off the first thing to do is to start with the trash meaning clear all the trash off the desk and throw it all throw away all the stuff that you need to be throwing away like the packets of soy sauce that you're never actually going to use and the 10,000 napkins that you don't need that are just like hanging around. Um, so throw all that stuff out. Then um, pare down all your office supplies. My my friend Anne is a professional organizer and she always says she's like literally every single home and office has more pens than anyone can functionally ever use. Um, and she she loves to say there are a finite number of pens that you need in your life. And I think that's really good advice. Um, then after that, you want to go through your papers and your files, organize those, pitch or shred what you don't need, recycle, all of that. Then you then you clean. Now, now at that point, like the desk itself should be free of stuff. Um and so it's really easy to like wipe off a space. One thing to bear in mind, though, um, is that you're going to want to clean your keyboard and you're probably going to want to use canned air for it. You always want to do the canned air first because it will blow out all the stuff that's like lurking in your keyboard and it's going to blow it all over everything, including your computer monitor and the desk itself. So if you've already cleaned those things first and then you use the canned air, you're going to have to clean those things a second time because it's all the crumbs and cat hair is going to go flying everywhere um so you do your canned air first then you clean the desk off and electronics just like you know all-purpose cleaner and paper towels is fine or Lysol or Clorox wipes those are fine um and then you put everything back in a way and kind of organize it so that's like your basic desk cleaning routine so nothing mind-blowing really with that but the canned air thing is pretty clutch um, all right. Speaking of which, we do have a question. Um, actually, Allison, I'm going to have you read this one from Kate. Okay. Kate says, telephone receivers in the office. How often and with what can I sanitize it? I realized it's the cause of my chin acne. Yes. So I popped this one in here because it's a really fast answer, but I thought this was such a good question because it's really so true that if you're often on a landline phone for work or actually like even if you're noticing that you're getting chin acne and you're using your cell phone and you haven't cleaned it, um, it's just rubbing alcohol is all you need to clean that off. Um, alcohol wipes are great things to stash in an office. You can buy those at the at the pharmacy. You can get a box of like a thousand for five dollars. They're they're pre-moistened pads that are pre-moistened with rubbing alcohol. Um, they come in little individually foil wrapped packets, which are awesome for an office, not only to wipe off things like, you know, your cell phone or your, your telephone monitor or telephone receiver. Um, they're also really great in a pinch when you need to do some stain removal. 
because rubbing alcohol is a great stain remover. Particularly good on ink, which also can be helpful to remember in an office situation. Um, so yeah, I just figured I would do that, that like quick little one. Um, she also, Kate also asked about how often she should be doing it. I mean, you don't need to be doing it every single day, but like once a week isn't a bad idea. And what I would suggest is if you use a calendar, um, like an Outlook calendar or, or a Google calendar that has a reminder function on it, set a reminder for like every Friday afternoon that says clean your phone receiver off and just do it once a week and just like have it be then you have the reminder and you don't even have to think about it um so yeah that was my little my little tip so then uh we have now moving moving on from the desk topics we have this was i think allison probably the number one topic that we got asked about when we put the call out for twitter uh which is the dreaded office sponge the disgusting office sponge um so we there were two questions they were different enough that um i'm going to use them both so i'm going to read both of these questions and then uh allison and i are going to talk about sponge hygiene and bad sponge behavior um so liz asks why do the kitchen sponges always look feel and smell like they've spent years in the garbage dump island in the middle of the ocean and then johanna asks is there any realistic way to get people to stop leaving the sponge in the sink? So I I can help with the I can answer the first one, <laughs> but, but the second one I think that's on Allison. <laughs> uh, I think it's so interesting that we got a bunch of sponge questions because I get a ton of questions at Ask a Manager about bad behavior in office kitchens, like mm-hmm. the fridge and the microwave, and no one cleans off the counters. I've actually never been asked about the sponges before. Really? I, yeah. I, I hear about it all the time. I do. And I was not huh. surprised that it came up so much that people are so grossed out about them. But I also kind of wonder if the reason that people aren't asking you so much about it is that it's like, maybe the questions that they have would be more along the lines of like, why is this gross rather than the behavioral type questions. Yeah. I think so that's right. the, it probably, it probably makes sense that I'm the one who gets, who hears more about the office sponges. Yeah. And you probably hear more about like my coworker won't stop microwaving fish. Exactly. That is yeah. exactly what I hear about. Yeah. Which we did get a lot of those too. Um, all right. Well, let me, let me answer the first question, which is like, why are they so gross? Um, Cause it's actually a pretty quick answer. Um, and it probably like won't surprise people so much. I mean, really, the biggest problem is, is that people don't wring their sponges out when they're done using them. And especially in the office, like you just you don't care as much or you don't you're not as like thoughtful or considerate, I guess, maybe when it's not your own, um, even though you should be more thoughtful and considerate when it's not your own and it's a shared thing. Um, but, you know, human nature is just what it is. Um, so that's the reason that kind of they're always so gross is that basically people are using them all day and they're leaving them wet instead of wringing them out. The other thing is that a lot of times offices don't um, put a sponge holder in um, the sponge holder. If you get the right one, if you get one that's, um, you know, got holes in it or is is sort of a slatted style one, um, will keep the sponge. Well, will allow air to circulate more around the sponge and keep it drier um which will keep 
more bacteria from developing and keep the smells from developing. Um, so, I mean, basically the answer, the, the solution to this is if people wring the sponge out after they use it, then they put it into a sponge holder that allows for drainage and air circulation and drying out. Um, and then also just the last thing, which is like the office sponge should be replaced often. Like, Yes, you can microwave it. Yes, you can run it through the dishwasher if you have one of those in the office, all of that kind of stuff. But realistically, for a sponge that's being used that often and by that many people, you should just replace it often. I think that's that's just the best way to go. And, I, you know, I hate I always want to take into consider things like waste and environmental impacts. But like, I just I just really think in this in this case, like ha- have 50 sponges and replace them once a week. <laughs> like they're so gross, you know, or, or have 12 and replace them once a month. Um, I almost I, think more than I don't, once a week. I mean, I guess depending on how big your office is, but uh, I think more than once a week is probably excessive for repla- fully replacing a sponge. Um, but yeah, once a week would be great. I mean, if you could get a fresh sponge every Monday morning, pitch that thing on Friday when you're heading out, for happy hour. That's the yeah. dream. That's the that office the dream. dream. Yeah. All right. So that that's what I have to say. I mean, Allison, what do you have to say? Like, is putting a sign up an option? Does that work? <laughs> it's an option, but it's probably not going to have a major impact. I think okay. it's pretty, it's hard bordering on impossible. No, it really is just impossible to solve kitchen, often kitchen cleanliness problems. There's a social science term the tragedy of the commons where when there's a shared space, no one feels responsible for it. And so everyone mistreats it. And that is very much the office kitchen situation, or you get a couple of people who feel responsible for it, usually women and no one else does. And so those few people do it and then they get really resentful over time. The only thing I've ever seen consistently work for office kitchens is having someone like one person or two people who are in charge of the space. It's part of their job to replace the sponge and wipe off the counters and clean out the fridge and so forth. Mm-hmm. If you leave it up to everyone always wants to think like, oh, we're professional adults. We should be able to handle this without a chore chart or signs <laughs> or any kind of enforcement. But the reality is in most offices, if you just leave it up to expecting everyone to act responsibly, you will very quickly have a very gross germ-ridden kitchen. Yeah. Well, that makes me sad. So really the the answer is you got to bake it into people's job descriptions or maybe it's something where like, can can you assign it to people every week or every month? You could. I wouldn't recommend it because... People rightly feel like I'm already behind on my work. I have looming deadlines. I'm going to have to stay an hour late tonight to get everything done. And now you want me to clean the kitchen? Like, mm-hmm. that's not what I've been hired for. So I right. think people rightly take issue with that. I mean, the other side of that argument is, yes, we all pitch in here because we're all making the mess. But then you get into, like, you're paying someone a zillion dollars a year to do very high-level work. Do you really want them to devote less time to live? lucrative client work to go in and wipe down the counters probably right. not probably not um so and, and then you also get into all kinds of difficulties where you get someone who literally never uses the kitchen and they're up in arms that you want them to take a turn cleaning it and very quickly you're litigating these issues that you really shouldn't be spending a lot of time on it's easier to just pay someone to do it right yeah 
agree with that. Now, what about in what about the difference between handling the situation in a large versus small office? Like, are there are there nuances that people who work in a smaller office could be aware of that people in a larger office might not have to worry about because maybe they do have like a professional cleaning staff or maybe they have a dedicated office manager whose job it is to keep that space tidy but in a small office you may not have someone performing that role yeah in a small office you might only have cleaners who come in like once a week so there is more burden to keep it clean on the other hand you have less of that tragedy of the commons effect if there's only like four or five of you um, but you learn each other's behavior very quickly in a small office. So like mm-hmm. if there is a guy who always makes a mess in the microwave, like everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you handle think- that guy? I mean, we, you know, I didn't, I didn't put this one in there just cause we, it, we, when you, when we get into the second segment, we have a microwave question, but it's not about food uh, <laughs> that we really have to talk about. Um, but like, as long as we're talking about it, like how, how do you handle the guy who's constantly microwaving the fish? Yeah. Well, I mean, so if it's fish as opposed to just like splattering stuff all over the inside of the microwave, if it's something like heating up something that is widely agreed to have an unpleasant odor, like microwaved fish or broccoli too, um, it kind of is up to the individual office how to handle it. But I mean, some people have a very laissez-faire attitude about it and they feel like food smells. And in some ways, what we find unpleasant and odors is very culturally driven. And maybe Mm -hmm. we don't want to get into saying, well, these foods are okay. And these aren't because there can be weird cultural divides there. Mm -hmm. Um, But other offices are very comfortable saying no fish in the microwave, no burnt popcorn. Mm -hmm. Um, It just kind of depends. But I think if there's one, if there's one person who's causing a problem, like whether it's heating up lots of smelly things or leaving gross caked food in there, um, Someone needs to be empowered to say, hey, cut this out. Sometimes that's like the office manager type. Sometimes it's going to be that person's manager. Um, but but it's okay to say, hey, dude, you can't do that. You need to cut that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. You guys, it's okay to tell the person to stop microwaving fish. You have Allison's permission. <laughs> <laughs> Just be culturally sensitive while you're doing it. That's right. I, do, I mean, I you know, I, I have to say I... I, you know, blessedly now I don't have to work in an office. I'm a freelancer and I love it. Um, but for many, many years I worked in, you know, very, very corporate offices and, um, there, there were, there were people who microwaved fish and there was always a hesitation to say something because you didn't want to come across as being culturally insensitive and, you know, insulting, their food or their choices or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I've, I've, I've been there for sure. I also would never dream of microwaving fish, <laughs> which probably goes without saying, but I just felt like I had to say it. I actually won't even cook fish in my home. I'm so afraid of it. <laughs> like I just, I just live in fear. I really do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Listen, you guys on that, uh, very microwavy note, uh, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. In our second segment, we are going to be talking about microwave horror stories. Allison and I will be right back with that. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm joined by Allison Green, otherwise known as Ask a Manager. Um, all right, we have, I, I saved the big guns for the second segment, Allison. Are you, are you ready for this? I feel like you're ready. For I am this. ready. Okay. I am. You're not shocked, right? I'm not. You've seen shocked. it all. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think you would be. I just wanted to check it and make sure. Um, all right. So, um, we have there, these are two different. One one's a question and one is an office wide email um, that a listener forwarded to me to use on the show. Um, they're different but similar. Um, I have I have no I have nothing to contribute expert wise to either of these other than to just sit here and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but hopefully Allison will help us make some sense of this. Um, so the first one is Sam, Sam asked. Um, a guy in our office would do his um, sitting down business in the restroom and make a deposit on the seat. And he would leave it there for the next customer. What the actual? How can this even be a thing? Where do you even begin on addressing these issues? All right. So that that's number one. Uh, and then number two um, is this email that I got. Um, as I said, it was a, an office-wide email um, that was was forwarded to me by a listener um, who, you know, saw saw Allison and I putting out a call for um, kind of like office cleaning horror stories, um, and he was like, "I don't have a I don't have a question, but I have this email. Do you want it?" And we were both like, "Yes, hello, hi. Are you familiar with our work? Of course, we want to see this." Um, okay, so so Mike shared this email. The subject line is, "Please read restroom etiquette," and it says, "This is an email I never thought I would have to send out." especially in a professional environment such as ours, but it's gotten to the point where I can no longer remain silent about it, especially after receiving several complaints and being disgusted about the situation myself. I cannot speak for the men's restroom, but the stall walls in the women's restrooms are continuously adorned with boogers. Yes, you read right. Boogers. This is not only unsanitary, but disgusting to look at every day. I find it very disturbing and hard to believe that this is happening in an office environment where we are all supposed to be professionals, let alone in the women's restroom. I have worked in filthy industrial settings where you couldn't walk from one end of the plant to the other without getting dirty, and the employees were a little rough around the edges. So I partially expected this type of behavior, yet I've never come across this before. Unfortunately, this is a situation that I cannot monitor for obvious reasons. 
and cannot reprimand anyone for. However, I am asking for the sake of us who have to share our restrooms with those who are the violators. Please stop doing this behavior immediately. It's not fair to expect housekeeping to have to clean up this type of mess. And it's certainly not pleasant for those of us who have to look at it every time we have to use the facilities. It's not like there isn't a supply of tissues in each stall to use for this purpose. So please use it. The last thought I will leave you with is this. Would you like it if someone did this to your bathroom walls at home? Ladies, please start acting like ladies. And the same goes for you, gentlemen, if this is also occurring in the men's room. We spend the majority of our days here, so please help to keep it clean. It makes for a much more pleasant environment. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I have to say, <laughs> before, I'm, before I just toss this one off to you to handle, the subject of boogers on being wiped on a public bathroom wall or shared bathroom wall is something that I've talked about on this show before. I unfortunately cannot remember when I talked about it, but I have a very distinct memory of talking about it and talking about it happening in a men's restroom. And the reason that I remember that part of it is because I remember saying like, man, I wish I could have the confidence that comes along with having a dick because I can't, (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine like, standing at the urinal like dick in hand (laughs) pissing away shoving my finger up my nose like rooting around in there getting something out and then wiping it on the wall like that is so (laughs) like the the confidence level and the self-esteem you must have to have in order to to do that is amazing to me and I'm fascinated by that and by men and like I just I just think it's so funny. So the the reason that I know that I've talked about it on the show is because I remember saying that. I just can't remember what the hell it was in the context was. And of course in this show, I mean, it could have been an episode about like, you know, I don't know, cl- clean, cleaning a cast iron pan and I somehow like found myself on that <laughs> tangent because that's how this show works. Um, but I know that I've talked about it. So one of the things I'm, I'm, I say that to say this, that one of the things I was really excited about when Mike sent me this email, um, what, I mean, first of all, of course I was excited just cause like, I love anything gross. Um, but I was excited that it was happening in the ladies room. Cause I was like, you know, I always love to be able to make the point that women are just as gross as men. Um, and apparently when it comes to wiping boogers on the wall of shared bathrooms, we are. So, I mean, congratulations to us hooray for equality go ladies but stop doing that (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so allison talk to me talk to me about i mean i think that i i i expect you're probably gonna refer back to the notion of the shared commons and the tragedy of shared commons um but talk to me about the like the leaving of personal i mean i guess remnants yeah remnants i was gonna say it's not fluids but like leaving a piece of poop behind leaving a (laughs) booger behind and doing it regularly i mean it's not an accident you know i mean it's clearly in in the the query from sam this is a repeat this is a thing that happens this this isn't an accident this person is aware of what they're doing 
So I have had a really disturbing number of letters and have read in other places a disturbing number of accounts of like really bad public bathroom behavior. I've never gotten a letter about the booger thing before, so that's a new gross thing. But I've had a bunch of letters of like poop just not in the right place at all. And we saw a few few more of those. I mean, I picked Sam's out because I thought it was a good one, but like we saw a bunch of those in, in our call for questions. Um, yeah. on Twitter. So I think the booger one is, I think they're different. I think the booger one really is more tragedy of the commons where people just do not give a crap. They're just going to like smear it wherever is convenient because it's not their home. Mm-hmm. But the poop one, <laughs> I actually think that is like a deliberate antisocial act that has some sort of psychological something going on behind it. Um just based on other stories I've heard where it's done in a really aggressive way, like smeared on walls or it's on the floor or like it, it definitely wasn't like, oops, that landed in the wrong place. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> How'd that get over there? <laughs> right. Like there's there's a deliberate it's a deliberate act of aggression. So I mm-hmm. think that one is a little bit different for that reason. But okay. as far as what to do about it, I'm always really stumped by these questions and also pretty grossed out by them. And I, my comment section for some reason loves to talk about gross bathroom thing. Send them my so way. On those days I have to stay out of the comment section. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty stumped. I don't know that anyone has a good answer for this kind of thing. I mean, people do gross things in the bathrooms and if you really want to crack down on it, you can do things like keep the bathrooms locked and then you make people get a key from the front desk to use it but it's not like you're going to check the bathroom after each use but it does tend to make people feel a little bit more accountable for not leaving it in a disgusting state if they know that it could be traced back to them but you know I think the bigger thing more with the poop than with the boogers I think if you're having a problem with that it might make sense to look at whether like who are you hiring are you hiring responsible emotionally stable people or like maybe you're hiring sociopaths okay so that was going to be my next question um if you're seeing that kind of behavior and you're in a managerial or hr um position do you have should should red flags be going up in terms of someone in the office potentially being um a, a danger to themselves or to others I think not with the boogers. I think that's just like no, not with the not gross. with the boogers, but, not with the boogers. But yeah, with the, like with the like poop C's, smearing. C's being left. Um, I I don't know if I would go as far as to say someone might be a danger to themselves or others, but I do think someone is acting out and sending a message. Like that okay. is a really antisocial message to send, and someone is doing it deliberately. Okay. So somewhere in your office, something is not right. Okay. Um, either someone is really angry and expressing it in a really messed up way or something is just going wrong and I guess I would take it as a flag to step back and be like just to really take a look around at what's going on and who's on staff and how they seem to be doing but you know I had a friend who was actually going through this in his office he had an office of I think maybe like 12 or 15 people and he was running the whole thing and they had this continually happening in the women's bathroom and they tried putting a lock on the door and made people check out the key and it just kept happening. And then finally they fired someone and it never happened again. So that's how they knew who it was. But it really is like an, a very difficult problem, I think, to track down. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Is it, was it something, and you, I mean, you may not know the answer to this, but when they let the person go, I mean, well, they fired, they fired her. So obviously yeah, not there was, for the pooping. right. But obviously there <laughs> right. were other problems. And then yes. in hindsight, were they like, oh yes, we should have, it should have been fairly clear that this person was the pooper. So that's exactly what I asked. And, and he said, no. Um, I mean, I agree with you that it's not terribly surprising that the person doing that is also someone who had some problems that led to them being fired. Like you don't expect your highest performer in the office <laughs> to be doing this in most cases. Um, but then I also thought, what if it wasn't her and whoever was the pooper thought, oh, this is a really good opportunity to stop and I can frame her. <laughs> I like that. I feel like, I feel like I'm not so sure that that <laughs> that's it, but I, but I like that. <laughs> Because I think if you wanted I to, feel like... I think if you wanted to stop, you would just stop. Yeah, but maybe you've been thinking about stopping, and now you see an opportunity to like screw over someone else at the same time, or to just like avoid blame being cast on. Okay, you. I get, I hear you, I hear you. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I I bet basically don't guys don't put your boogers on the wall, and definitely don't smear poop in the office. Well, if you're that unhappy. Look for another job. Look for yeah. another job. Everyone, it'll it'll be it'll be better for everybody <laughs> involved. But also, can we put out a call that if anyone listening does this or has done it, that mm. they should get in touch with one of us? Because yes. I would love to hear their story. Yes, and we will keep you anonymous, and we will. T- you know, you can you can trust us that we won't like. We, we won't share your personal information at all, but like, we would really like to hear it. If you've done this, we want to hear sort of what the circumstances were, why you were doing it. If you stopped, why you stopped, we want to hear everything. You can email me at Jolie care, J O L I E K E R R at gmail.com. And Allison can be reached at Allison at askingmanager.org. And I second that we won't reveal anything, but we also will not invite you to our homes. No, we will not. And we should say it's Allison with one L. Yes, that's right. That's important. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, I'm sorry. Did I just say Allison at askamanager.com? Because that is not my email address. <laughs> I think that is what you said. What? Start, let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> it's dot org. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's so, you guys. so weird. I've had this address for years. <laughs> it's Allison with one L at askamanager.org. That's right. Yes. Okay, or you can just email me, and I'll I'll make sure. Allison, I promise I will share my emails with you. I won't I will not keep them all to myself. Thank you. Um, and also, I mean, we would really love to hear from you guys because um, I I really want to have Allison come back on the show. Um, we got so many questions; like it was really hard to pick the topics that we were going to cover in this. I I wanted to get a mix of kind of like. The, the common questions, like the sponge stuff, but then also, obviously, you guys know me. I love the gross out and the what I call the fun ones. Um, but I definitely want to have Allison come back. So if, if you if you're the mad pooper in the office um, or if you're the if you're the, the booger sticker, um, which, you know, they're, they're two different acts. But like, I'd love to hear from the booger sticker. If you're if you're wiping your boogers on the wall of the bathroom, I want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, um, that, it would be great to have Allison come back and we can do a follow up on this. Um, really any kind of bad office cleanliness behavior that you are the perpetrator of, I think we want to hear it. 
If you're the person microwaving the fish, <laughs> we yeah. want to hear from you. Uh, like, do you know you're doing it? Do you know that it's grossing everyone out? Are you aware of that? Like, do you just not care because you so, want to eat fish? Old, you want to eat old, old fish for lunch? I've had commenters on my site really dig in and defend themselves for microwaving fish. Um, I'm trying to remember what their defense was, like more than one and very passionately. And I think it was that they felt like they had really limited options. Like maybe they had some dietary restrictions or I don't know. There was something going on where they felt like they didn't have a lot of options. Can't you eat cold fish? Yeah. That's what I said. You don't have to microwave it. Can't you make a tuna fish sandwich? Well, then a lot of people complain about the smell and of the tuna, tuna fish too. sandwich is disgusting too. But I'd rather have someone eating a tuna fish sandwich than microwave fish. Yeah, agreed. Right. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the microwave, it's time for the big guns. You guys, I have not stopped thinking about this since it came up on Twitter. I have been distressed by it. I I feel like I'm I'm now fully at the point of being completely traumatized by the mere existence of microwaves between the roach microwave and this question and some other weird microwave stuff that's happened that's been brought to my attention lately like I I, I think I think we gotta just I think I'm about to take an anti-microwave stance in general um but here we go let's 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 do this one uh, Mary Gray. Hi, Mary Gray. Thank you for also following up and giving me more information um, on this. Ma- Mary Gray asked me on Twitter. <clears throat> so if someone in the office dried their socks in the communal microwave, how does that person get their foot germs out of the microwave? Is a Lysol wipe okay? Not a lot of cleaning options in the office. P.S. This was not me. I promise I'm not a monster. Um... I, I mean, I, I, I have, I have thoughts on how you can clean it. Um, I also, at Allison's request, did follow up with Mary Gray, and I got some more information about the situation that I'm going to read um, for you guys and for Allison, and then, and then we're just going to, we're going to talk about this. So, <clears throat> basically, what happened um, is that one of Mary Gray's friends um was in it who she's in a group text with um texted the group text and um so this is this is what the office sock microwaver said um she said yesterday it was 70 degrees and perfect and so this morning as i was leaving the house at like 6 15 by the way because i took my friend to the airport before going to school i kind of dressed for that in that i was like okay so i need a coat now but later i'll have to carry it So I brought kind of a light one and then just figured I'd wear my gym shoes home. Anyway, it turns out today's weather is a torrential downpour of snow rain and it's windy as hell. So in the walk from the gym to the humanities building, I got totally dripping wet hair soaked and my, uh, sorry, this is like split up into text. Sorry. Um, and my gym shoes are like six years old and full of holes. So my feet got all wet too. Anyway, the end point of this is that I just microwaved my socks in the communal microwave and I'm never going to tell anyone because that's a horrible thing to do, but I'm the first one here and now my feet are warm. Everyone out there is going to have to worry that this happened in their office. I know. Well, if you don't work in a humanities building, 
you're okay. It's not you. But every single person who works in a humanities building anywhere in the world is going to have to worry. I want to know more about what your advice is. I feel like you have to replace the microwave because this is so gross. Every time I heated up food in there, I would worry that it would have sock germs in it. Yeah. So here's the thing. I talk a lot on this show about the difference between actually clean and psychologically clean. And I think that this is one of those one of those places where if you know. Now, see, the good thing is I, I'm glad I did ask Mary Gray for the follow up. Um, no one knows that this girl did this because she was the only one there and she's never going to tell anyone. And the thing is, is that technically speaking, just the act of using the microwave will kill any germs because that's the nature of how microwaves work. The waves themselves work. So it there there is no there is no germ thing in there. And if you were the person who washed or sorry, who dried the socks in the microwave and you and maybe you felt bad and you were like, I should wash this out even though like no one is going to know. If you just take the plate out wash it the way that you would a dish, like either in the dishwasher or with a sponge, hopefully not a gross sponge, um, and hot soapy water. And then you just wipe the interior out with, you know, a paper towel and a little all-purpose cleaner or one of those like Clorox or Lysol wipes or anything like that. That's fine. That is going to get it clean. That's going to get it clean as if no socks had ever been cooked in there. But if you... (laughs) If you know the socks were in there, I don't know how you could ever use the microwave again for food. I, I know that I could not. And that's what, I, that's what I talk about when I talk about the difference between actually clean and psychologically clean. Like, I am, I am me. I am Jolie Care. I know almost everything there is to know about cleaning. I know how microwaves work. I know the science. I know the science of germs. I know the science of bacteria. I know how it gets killed. I know what products like Lysol wipes do. I know what microwave waves do. I know for a fact that that microwave is clean. But facts don't always trump feelings. And I would never feel like that microwave was clean. So I think you got to throw that microwave away and get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, it's the, it's the funniest thing on this show too. Cause the, the answer is almost never, ever, ever throw it away and get a new one. I, I can always find a solution for you guys, but when it comes to microwaves, somehow I'm always just like, yep, no, you got, you got to throw it away. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm wondering if I'm a horrible person because while you were talking, I just did a thought experiment and I realized that if I had microwaved my own socks in my, my microwave, I would be willing to keep using it. But like if my husband put his socks in there, I would not want to keep using it. There's something <laughs> about like our own grossness or uh-huh. my own grossness that I'm okay with. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I That makes total sense to me. And again, I think that that speaks to this concept of psychological cleanliness that like your husband's sock germs are not different from your sock germs, but psychologically you're okay with your own sock germs and you're not okay with his sock germs. Yeah. 
it's like another thing I, I talk about a lot in my I'm not on the show. I should talk about on the show. I am going to talk about it on the show now um, is like there's this funny thing that happens a lot of times when you first start dating someone where like, you know, you have this like these like hot, hot and heavy, like romp in the sack sessions. Right. When you especially when you first start dating, hopefully when you first start dating um, and then it becomes this whole weird thing of like, hey, is it OK if I use your toothbrush? Like you just had your tongue in <laughs> in places yeah. <laughs> like way 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 worse than where that toothbrush is going to go but there's something about the act of sharing a toothbrush that feels psychologically grosser than you know put putting someone i'm gonna i'm sorry allison <laughs> putting someone's dick in your mouth <laughs> about that one for weeks <laughs> you know every time you look at your tooth you're gonna be like god damn it jolie what did you do to my mind you broke my mind <laughs> this so the psychological cleanliness thing is is really weird and there are there are lots of lots of ways to explore it um the funny thing that happened about the socks and the microwave thing is that you know obviously i retweeted it and was like um what the hell is going on in the world like what is wrong with people and then i got obviously you know again because it's it's shocking and such a gross out thing um and so weirdly relatable in in an odd way too um i got a huge response to it and the most shocking thing was the number of people who were like oh yeah like someone in my office did this like this is a thing it's a, it's not just one person who who did it. It's like a a lot of people were being like, oh yeah, someone once did that. And then like the funniest thing was that a lot of people were like, yeah, someone in my office did that, and the socks caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what? And like, what is going on? Like, what, who raised you people that you think that this is okay? Like one person was like, oh yeah, one of my coworkers did that. Like not just socks, like full-on like took his pants off and his socks off and put them in and was walking around in the office walking around the office in a trench coat <laughs> and i was like like a flasher like yeah. what I, how and also the worst thing is so he put his jeans in and jeans have metal and so they sparked oh yeah this is what's so great about doing workplace advice because you're thrown together with people who you wouldn't normally be choosing to spend time with and so Often you get people who have very different norms and standards of behavior and you're, you assume going in that there's going to be like this veneer of professionalism over everything, but there totally isn't. Yeah. So you get really strange situations. I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just crazy to me. Um, well, I mean, given your expertise, is there anything that can be done about getting people to not cook their socks in the microwave like or is that just one of those things that like I like I like, like leaving boogers on the wall like yeah like you don't need a rule about everything it's reasonable to expect that people will act with a certain degree of common sense and occasionally someone will just do something ridiculous but the you don't want to react to everything by posting a sign or making a new policy that gets it's just too much um right. 
you, you talk to the person who did it, you say, hey, <laughs> you can't do this. Only food can go in the microwave from now on. And you're banned from fish because you did these socks. <laughs> and then you buy a new microwave. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Allison, thank you so much for joining me. This was amazing. Um, it went by way too fast. I'm excited to have you come back. As a reminder, if you are the office poop smearer, we really, really want to hear from you. We promise, promise, promise we will give you anonymity. We will also be gentle with you and your experience. Um, but we really are curious and, and we'd really, really like to hear from you. Um, on that note, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Allison, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was so much fun. Absolutely. Can you tell the people the name of your book and where they can find it and all that good stuff? Yep. The book comes out today. It's called Ask a Manager, How to Navigate Clueless Colleagues, Lunch-Stealing Bosses, the re- and the Rest of Your Life at Work. And you can buy it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Excellent. 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 Uh, and where can they find you on social and your website and all that good stuff? My website is askamanager.org. And on Twitter, I am Ask a Manager. Very good. Excellent branding. And if you guys like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on ACAST or iTunes, leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.